This is the podcast where people come alive to their own exclusive magic and find strategies to work their magic in the real world in a way that feels exciting and authentic and inspired and fulfilling. So grab a fun drink and please make sure for the love of all things good and holy that your pants are really comfortable because life is too short for uncomfortable clothes and boring drinks. I'm your host, Bethany Shipley, and this is The Bethany Shipley Show. The reset button. (laughs) What better thing to do on the week of my 30th birthday than to set a reset button for myself? And it's been a long time coming, guys. I... Um, I've been feeling this for a while, but I just, it's been one of those seasons where, um, life is swirling around and I've been trying to like kind of sort it all out. And it kind of all started when we moved into the camper. (laughs) If you're not sure about that situation, I should literally do a podcast all about life in the camper. Um, we lived in a camper with our four children for 18 months while we were in between selling a house and renovating our farmhouse. And we just moved into the house three months ago, four months ago. Now it has been the best. I I appreciate having house so much more now than I did every night I go to sleep. I crawl into my bed and I just close my eyes and I say, thank you so much. I, I thank my husband for all the work that he did since he largely did most of the, renovating. But, um, yeah, so I think that anytime you're in a situation for me, at least a situation of extra overwhelm, which as if being a mom and having businesses and, you know, having life outside of, um, an extremely cramped living situation is already going to be like a fight to not be overwhelmed. But then when, because I have this problem, and it's not really actually a problem, but I I joke that it's a problem. Like this problem where I think that I can do anything and totally be fine. Oh yeah, I could sign up for, you know, running a marathon or I could I could go to the Olympics. Like my brain has this problem where it thinks it actually could do anything, which is also a blessing. <laughs> but like signing up to live in a camper, I just thought, oh yeah, we'll be fine. And I wasn't fine. I really struggled. The first six months were fine. Um, Going through the summer, kids could go outside. And then um, when it really kind of shifted when we, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm not going to go into it, but it was challenging and I was overwhelmed. And that was on top of a lot of other things. And um, it got to a point where my body kind of broke down and I had all of these symptoms showing up. If you follow me on social media, Um, oops, I just dropped my headphones. Um, if you follow me on social media, you might have seen my like swollen eyes. I had extra, I I developed like extremely terrible allergies. Um, while we lived in the camper, my eyes were super swollen for like four months. I'm talking swollen to the point of looked like I got stung by a bee in my eyelids underneath my eyelids. And I was so embarrassed Um, because here I am having built a business in a health and wellness company, loving the products, but there's just this like almost weird expectation that I had put on myself to be this perfect walking picture of health. And I was not, and (laughs) I don't know, like you just can't hide from your emotions. You cannot hide from your body telling you, Hey, something's not right. You're not dealing with something. And whether it was mold in the camper or it was overwhelm or it was, 
Um, who knows what it was? Probably a culmination of all of those things. Like pregnancy t- took a really strange toll on my body, as I think it does for everybody. But man, those third and fourth pregnancies, um, actually it would be my sixth and seventh pregnancy because my miscarriages, but my third and fourth full-term pregnancies, like I, I came out of the pregnancy, not, not the same as I went in. Um, just overall, like, I think it was just my liver. So anyway, not that you wanted to know all of that. Um, TMI, we are TMI here, team TMI. Um, but it kind of is relevant to share because with pushing the reset button here on the podcast, and actually it's more of like a reset button in my life. And, and let me tell you there, I'm going to read you a poem in a little bit, a poem that I wrote. That is a, an emotional reflection through words of my, the last five years of my journey. So I started my very first business, um, that I took, you know, my first business I ever started was a photography business, but my first business that I really took, um, took a lot of ownership and took it very seriously and, you know, took it to six figures was, um, my network marketing company, Young Living. And during that time, it was so much of an energy of like, what could I create? The whole time when I say on the rise, um, on the rise up to this like specific rank that I had a huge goal around, um, the rank is called diamond and I just had this huge goal around it on the rise, my journey on the rise was, I wonder what I could do. That was my energy was like, I wonder what I could create. It was not at all. I am this person and I must prove to myself that I'm this person, but something happened like after I got to that rank and it was kind of a slow fade. Um, it wasn't like all of a sudden I got to the rank and I was like, Oh, I must, must, I must uphold this. Right. But like I had an identity shift around who I am as a person. And so much of that became, I am a person who reaches goals. I am a person who is successful. I am a person who dominates whatever I choose. Everything I touch turns to gold. And while those things like may be true and they are things that I choose to believe about myself, when it switched from a place of what could I create to a place of I must uphold. I must continue. I I have this expectation. It was like my hope changed to expectation. That was a bridge that I did not want to cross. And I did cross it. And it left me in a really terrible place. <laughs> if I'm completely honest, like I, I lost some of my, the magic that got me to where I was. I lost it because I was now all of a sudden over in over my head was how I felt. It was like, I, for example, like this is, um, I started getting a lot more communication through social media channels, or I started getting a lot more like outreaches for things. And I was so like, I don't know how to handle this. I like hired someone to help me respond to messages. I don't know like when people become famous, like how they navigate that, but it just didn't feel good to me. It did not feel right to me. I almost would have rather like, I don't know, just not responded, I guess, and let it always be me. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I just felt this really uncomfortable place of I'm trying to do the best I can, but I can't, I can't do it the way that I want to do it. And, um, so I guess the journey of, 
how do I not be a crazy hustler working all the time? How do I work my business in a way that feels exciting? And I, I had multiple businesses at the time. I let one of them go, actually. I let um, my... It, 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 I let it rest. Let me say that. I turned it into an evergreen product instead of like a every three months kind of thing needed to be updated. Um, I, I just kind of laid down a lot of things. I stopped some of my systems and I just kind of like was like, you know what, Bethany, you got to chill out. Because on October 15th, when the morning of Eli's marathon, when I woke up with one eye swollen, like you wouldn't even believe I knew something was up and I needed to take care of myself. And so the last four months, five months, six months, I guess, has been me learning how to implement routines into my life that make my life wonderful all around. And I, I may go back to seasons of hardcore, um, in my, who knows like what I'll feel up to. Right. I don't want to say I will never do that again, but um, I'll tell you one thing. I, I have a way bigger priority now on like staying centered in my human than I, and what I mean by that is not getting into ego, not getting into, I don't know, like, I guess I should say pride. Like, I don't want to go there ever again. I don't want to ever feel some of the things that I felt. And what makes me me is so much of my realness and so much of my authenticity there was a shift during that time from the hope to expectation where i was you know immersing myself in business trainings and learning all of these like i don't know strategies i guess or hold on i got a cough <coughs> sorry i if i had a podcast editor i would say hey can you edit that out but we all know we just want real here so we're just going to do this and you can hear me cough um, yeah, there was a time in that between hope and expectation that I, I felt, what did I feel? How's the right way to say this? Yeah, I guess I just felt like I shifted to, if I'm going to be a leader, I am separate from the pack. And I don't think that's really accurate. And I don't think that's, yeah, it wasn't the way I wanted to do it. What makes me me, what makes my magic me is the authenticity that I have. Oh, this is what I, this is what I was going to say. There is a, there's like a bunch of, I was immersing, immersing myself, um, full immersion of trainings about, you know, how you do things better in business. And authenticity obviously is such a huge part of conversation in that. And there's a lot of people who teach business and they teach authenticity in a way that like, if you're going to get people to buy from you, they have to know, like, and trust you. And so authenticity also just kind of twists itself to be this like manipulation practice, like practice. And I, I subconsciously or unknowingly kind of was like, oh yeah, authenticity. Here's the crazy thing. Like I started this podcast three years ago. And it was supposed to be a place that I just let my hair down and I said whatever I wanted. And I talked about spiritual things or like, you know, if I felt like it maybe political things or just anything, I just wanted a place to express what was actually going on for me inside of me and not have to have rules and regulations around it. 
But even the fact that I felt like I had to create some extra place for that tells you where I was at. It tells you I was living in this place of like, something's on the line. I'm going to lose something. Like it wasn't okay if I was just like, hey, here's, here's what I'm feeling or here's how I'm growing or here's what I'm learning or here's some of the rules that I used to have for myself that I don't have anymore. Or here's how I'm doing something different in my lifestyle because I was so afraid of losing something. And for me, a lot of that was wrapped up around money and wrapped wrapped up around like my, my image of like how people saw me. And that is a tricky thing because I'm curious if you, any of you listening are also threes on the Enneagram. I relate with the Enneagram. I love it. I think it's so cool. I relate so much with being a three. I also relate with being a seven and like six. I kind of have that like fun energy about me too, but the three on how people perceive me, I I feel like I'm really good at understanding how people are, you know, perceiving or intaking me. And because of that, I have in the past modified my own behavior to be accepted or also in the same token, modified my own behavior so that they could hear the message that I was trying to say. Because we all, this is my belief, we all, I believe we all are saying very similar things. We just have different terms for saying it. And we are blocked from hearing other people's message because of the term that they use. And I mean, the religious world is a perfect example of this because there are many different um, religions that use um, very, very similar. They have very similar messages. They have a lot of very similar messages with exception of maybe like, uh, some of the more um, extremist groups, but like most people are saying the same thing, which is like love at the end of the day is all that matters. And it is the, it is the king. <laughs> it is the God is love. God is love. Um, but some people say the word universe and maybe they mean and when they say universe, they mean creative divine energy, but they're not saying that. the divine, right? The divine, maybe the person that was like only okay with the word God would have been okay with them saying the divine. So what I'm trying to say is my brain would go on this like wild, crazy tangent to make sure I could say the word that everyone could interpret in a way that worked for them. And then they would still be able to hear my ultimate message, which was probably related to you have magic. You are awesome. You were divinely inspired. But I would get so caught up in trying to like, the bigger the audience, this is the thing, the bigger the audience, the more people in the room, the more people watching, the more creative energy I had to do in my head to sort through all of the words and make sure I found the right one, that it could land for the majority of the people without being alarming. And I, I, it just kind of got to a point where I'm like, I I don't want to do that anymore. I don't want to be sorting through words. I I ultimately, I want the message of what I'm sharing to be able to land for people in a way that impacts them, changes their life, makes their life better, richer, stronger, more fun, more, more fulfilling, more peaceful. But I cannot, I cannot um, worry so much about how my message is being interpreted by other people. And that's not to say like, I don't care about how it lands for you. Like if you like me, great. If you don't, I don't care. That's not it. Um, what I'm, what I'm really trying to say is like, I, I want to use that technique or that skill of, you know, creative ability to communicate in a way that actually is for the purpose of making the most impact and not because I want to be liked. I'm kind, kind of done. And I hope you will feel this too. Like, I hope you're done going out into the world, asking for validation. 
And how this shows up for me a lot of times is like when I, <laughs> this is so funny, when I lose followers on Instagram, I, you know, what's so funny. I don't even notice when I lose followers on Facebook, but for some reason, my Bethany brain says Instagram, Instagram, Instagram. And I look at these numbers and I notice that I lose followers very numbers, uh, I guess, aware on some things. I had been, had been in my 29 year old self three days ago, I had been going out and making that mean something about myself. Like I was asking for their approval. I was asking for those hundred people, those thousand people's approval by saying like, oh, you don't follow me. Now I'm crushed that you don't follow me. Instead of just being like, if I'm not for them, I'm not for them. Let me focus more on putting out the magic that I have and finding the people that I actually really want to connect with and that would would be impacted by whatever I could share with them. Like I was so worked up about the numbers. I only was worked up about the numbers because I was going out into the world as an interview saying, please hire me, please like me. Or some people like feel this way when they don't get invited to a birthday party. And they're like going out into the world and they're asking people like, please approve of me. Please invite me to your birthday party. Instead, why don't we all just stop that and find it in ourselves and say like, I, we do the hard work of actually finding our own magic. We do the hard work of like digging deep and finding what is it that makes me, me? How am I a divine expression of divine? How am I an expression of divine love? Because literally, if you are on this planet, you are created from inspiration. You are literally inspired. Your mom could not have built your lung if she tried. You know, I was pregnant. I tried to take credit telling my husband, right? I need to sit on the couch because I'm building a brain. I wasn't actually building the brain. I, my body was the vessel that creative energy, divine energy was building that brain with or without me. That, that brain would have been still growing in my uterus had I been in a coma because it was divine intelligence. That is not something, that is something my body understands more than my brain. That to me is the, ex, the best example to say, we are literally divinely created. And so if you are a person on this planet, you are divinely created. You have divine intelligence about you. There's something about you, the way that you respond to things, the way that you do things, your magic is literally dripping off you, coming off of you in energy all around you. And you might not even know what it is, but the more connected that we can all get to our exclusive magic, the more we can just give that love to ourselves, give that validation to ourselves. The only person we are going out in the world to interview with is ourself. We're saying, hey, you're hired. You're hired for the job. I like you. Thank you for being yourself. If you haven't done this, I sometimes will do this and I'm probably like creepy, but I'll go to the mirror in my bathroom and just look at my eyes and see like, what am I feeling? What am I like looking at myself and uh, being my own best friend first? I have a nephew and he's like the cutest little thing. And he, for whatever reason, he just really like connects with what well, we connect. Like we hang out and whenever we're together, he always kinds, kinds, uh, um, kind of tends to be by my side. And, um, so I asked him like, who's your best friend? And the other day he said, well, my own best friend is me. And I just about started crying because I'm like, I, I want that to be me. Like I want to be my own best friend and I can be, but geez, is that not the like most intense 
um, journey. <laughs> like I love me. I love myself. I love my body and not in a way that makes it like, I am the best person in the world. That's not what this is about. We all know that this is about living on this planet in a really fun and fulfilling way, living this adventure of our time here, walking around in a way that feels exciting and feels like it's creating something magical to me. That's what it's about anyway. So I think when I, when I say I'm pushing the reset button, I'm pushing the reset button in my life. Like I am open to the expansion that I am being called to do. And some of the things that I'm being called to do are things that last year I would not even dreamed of doing. In fact, I probably would have judged the things that I am doing for expansion. I would have judged myself. I would have said terrible and mean things about it. And um, and I think that we all have things in our life that as we grow, as we learn new things, as we evolve, we recognize like, I can either stay exactly in line with the way that my old brain was thinking or recognize that I am being called to something more. And the times in my life that I have pressed on through the fear of being bound, um, and I think for myself, you know, I, I, without, you know, going into too much detail, there, there was a time in my life where I lived by a very specific set of rules that I created for myself that were very, very fear-based and very, um, they were not my best life. (laughs) And on the other side of that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. I don't have to wake up in my first thought of the morning, me fear. Um, but oh my gosh, back then, had I imagined myself now, I would have judged myself so harshly for not, you know, upholding the fear. And so much of that is conditioning, but like at what age are we just going to take responsibility for our own thoughts now? Like I'm 30 now, so I cannot blame anyone else. I mean, I guess I could people do till they're 99 and a hundred. I don't want to though, because I really want to live in my most connected state and I want to live in my most impactful state. I want to live in my most free state. And those things require like getting rid of the old thoughts and patterns and beliefs And so sometimes it looks like an overhaul, right? Like it looks like, okay, I'm done with that. And now I'm moving on to this. And sometimes it looks like expansion. And um, that's what I'm so excited about right now because in my career life, like I am expanding. Nothing is changing. Nothing's like stopping, but I'm expanding and I am building a new business in like my own business. Like I've never, I've always been with, you know, I've built my own businesses before, but, um, I've usually had some sort of structure that I was going in, like with network marketing, you know, they give you ranks, they give you, um, they give you everything you need you don't even have to do the product, which is why it's so amazing. And I, I really do. Um, I really do love network marketing model. I love young living. That's the company that I've built my business with. And I'm so grateful that that is, you know, is, and will be such a huge part of my life. Um, you know, and uh, I believe till the day I die, but, um, but also I'm really excited about this new company that I'm building, which is a personal branding agency. And with the work that I've been doing in that feels so exciting and I feel so lit up and I feel so like when I'm in the zone, I'm, I'm looking at my clock and I'm losing track of time and I'm working. That is, we all know it. That is when we're working in our magic. 
it's not exclusive to that. That also shows up in, you know, working my young living business. But I think, you know, that's one of the areas of my life that last year I would have been like, oh no, don't do anything else. Like don't deviate. You might lose what you have. You might lose this once in a while. And I, to be honest with you guys, like I, I don't want to be making a decision in, in fear. I, I really want to build this next company as well. And so, of course, the fear side of me says, what are people going to think? What are people, you know, how are people going to take that? You've been, and it probably sounds funny listening. Like maybe you listen, you're like, that's hilarious. Why would you even care? And I think it's because there have been so many shifts in, in inside of our company culture. Like people have left and maybe they've chosen a different network marketing company, or maybe they have decided that they don't really align with, you know, what they think about the company now, or maybe they, you know, I don't know, there's lots of stuff going on. And so I think people are a little bit just like nervous in general about, Anybody with um, anybody doing anything else, they're like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Because a lot of people have their their lifestyle wrapped up in this. Um, you know, at least a lot of people I'm connected with, they have their lifestyle wrapped up in in Young Living, and and there's nothing wrong with that. And I'm so and I'm so grateful. Oh my gosh, like I, the, Young Living has been uh, just such a blessing in my life. I was even thinking about they took us on this trip last year. And I got to go to Salt Lake City and they gave us this blanket. And this blanket is a, one of the nicest blankets that I've ever had. It is so soft and it's like, it's called like a Cerrone blanket or something. I don't know. My sister-in-law got one and my mom got one. And we all like talk about this blanket because it's the best blanket. And I sleep with it every night. So my husband and I share a, obviously we share a bed and then we have a comforter. And then I have this like extra blanket that I use and it's Young Living branded. And every night I go to sleep and I'm like, thank you so much. Like what a metaphor, you know, it's been like a security blanket for me. And, um, there have been times in my life where I preached about residual income in a way that was really solving people's fear of uncertainty. And when my husband was in the hospital and Young Living paid, you know, me for the work that my team did, and I didn't even work that month, it was really a realization of like residual income is epic. And I, I think everyone should have that going on in some way, like being smart about where you're investing your time. Um, but that's not to say that it's it's the only way. And if there is something that you love to do that, and this is what I'm telling myself, like personal branding agency, I have not figured out yet how I'm going to scale it because right now it's just like my ability to see other people's magic and create a business strategy out of that. Um, so that is trading my time for money. But I also feel like it's really fun and it's exciting. And I, I see the impact that it's making already in the lives of people that I've gotten to work with. And I... It, it, I can't explain the emotion. So it's like, yes, maybe it doesn't fit in the residual income. But why why I cared so much about that was because of this desire for certainty. So I don't think it's an either or. I think it can be an and. And when you're doing what you love, does it really matter? I don't know. I guess there's this piece of me that looking back now on the certainty side of like my obsession with network marketing and it's still there. Like this obsession and this excitement is still there. I also wonder how much of that was me saying, give me this year, my yearly bread, give me this lifetime, my lifetime of bread instead of like, and I, I don't mean to go, go and like, you know, make this religious, but like, there is something magical about like, give, give me this day, my daily bread, like this, this element of trust and this element of working through life that I had never allowed myself to even imagine because I was so 
freaking obsessed with being, um, you know, having just like this certainty, like the safety net. And so I think there's, I think there's room at the table for all of this. I think there's conversations that need to happen. And, and when I talk about network marketing now, I don't talk about the certainty as much because I think that there is a damaging element of that, which is like, you will be okay forever. Just as, listen, sister, brother, I guess, I don't know. I'm guessing mostly women listen to this. I don't know how to like check analytics or anything, but there is as fast as you go up, you can come down. That counts for anything, anything in life. And so when we get addicted to certainty, we know what happens. We move the line. We move the finish line. We say, I'll feel comfortable when I get $5,000 in the bank. When we're like, you know, however old. And then we get $5,000. We'll feel comfortable when we get $10,000. Okay, now I'll feel comfortable when I get $15,000. Okay, now I'll feel comfortable. We just keep moving the line. At least I do. And I'm like, hey, Bethany, when is enough going to be enough? When will you just realize that you have lived now 30 years on this planet and you're still okay? You're still making it. You're still alive. I don't know. I Maybe this is just me, but this is just um, huge for me. So in my next um, thing that I'm building, and there's so much overlapping that it's like I've already been doing what I've been doing for the last eight years. I'm just doing it in a different way. I see now um, how my blocking of I would never do anything else or I'm only going to do this was keeping me from... Uh, yeah, building this thing that I feel called to build. So, um, yeah, I want to share with you this poem and I'm going to read it to you off my notes app. This is my poem that I've only shared with two people. <sighs> okay. Ready? I'm going to take a sip of coffee and I encourage you. What are you drinking? By the way, I want to know what you're drinking. I'm today drinking coffee with creamer. The creamer is, um, <laughs> Please don't like crucify me for saying this. It's Dunkin' Donuts. It's called Extra Extra. <laughs> and oh my gosh, is it Extra Extra? My daughter who like gets, um, she gets um, coffee every Saturday morning. <laughs> she said to me, it's called Magic Serum. Can I put the Magic Serum in my coffee? Ah. <laughs> oh. Okay, so this is the poem, and it represents the last, I don't know, I would say five years of my life, and here's, here's my reset button. It started with momentum, undeniably born for this. It escalated to a point where I felt identity shift. There was no going back now, my ego building steam. Close to my heavy chest, they saw themselves in me. I outsourced the conversation. I scaled to make it work. I filled my schedule to the brim. I put on my big girl shirt. It got too heavy to carry. Expectations made me cry. I had to re reach the paycheck. I'll do more with a heavy sigh. Until all of a sudden one day, my body told me no. I laid in bed with swollen eyes, nowhere for me to go. And good God, would I have loved to gone anywhere but there. My vices stripped away from me. It was me with just myself. Could I love me for just me or only for someone else? The bees, they swarmed my heart and home. Trauma wrapped me tight. What I loved most was trapped inside the darkest of darkest night. 
They weren't the enemy after all. The bees were there to show me just how to sit with myself and feel the lowest low. I made loving me my highest goal and fumbled through the wave of what just might my life look like if I stopped getting in the way. It ached. It seared. It moved right through while I sat up in the tree. I made the deer my teachers so wise and yet so free. They did not ask permission. They did just what felt true. So aware of me. So unaware of you. They knew. The primal meets the conscious time and time again. And somehow, now or later, we realize where we've been. And now, here, now, we're here. We, myself, and I. Turns out, we all matter. And turns out, we all die. And that is where I'm at. That's the reset button. That's the end of the poem. That's the reset button of back to humanity, back to reality. Oops, there goes gravity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm I'm ready to step into this new phase of like actually authentic, actually back to myself. Goofy, fun, free, challenging, scared, uh, excited. And as close to that earthing as I can get, or I guess I should say unearthing I should get, I could get, I want to get. And um, just as real as I can be, you know, and may that realness be my highest self. So with that, I guess I want to say. If you want to be connected on all the other platforms, which you probably are, because at this point I'm pretty sure the people that know of this podcast are the people that find it through me, um, I, you will see see a lot more real me, um, and I'm excited about that. <laughs> Just like, can I say, like, um, I do want to read this real quick. There, I want. I want to give you value, like every time you listen to this, and I know I talk a lot about myself, um, but my hope is that you're able to like listen to what I'm saying about what my journey is and what I'm going through and translate it somehow into your own life. And I think we as humans do that anyway. Um, <coughs> sorry again. There is this thing that happens when we choose to live in our fullest authentic self and not for the sake of credibility and trust and people buying from us, but really because the authenticity allows for the most meaningful thing in this life, which is to me, this is what life is about. Genuine connections, genuine relationships. That's what it's about. And authenticity is the groundwork. It's the blueprint. It's the framework. It's everything. It's the cement that all of that is built on, built upon is genuine connections and relationships. The more authentic we are, which means like all of the stuff that's in our way, just like away from us, then those are the things that's the thing that's going to make it magical around here on this planet, we're flying around. I mean, just think about that for a second. We are all literally flying around in space and none of us are screaming. We're supposed to be connected to each other. We're supposed to be talking to each other. We're supposed to be like understanding and hearing each other. So here is my belief. The highest form of vulnerability that any human can have is exploiting your magic and knowing that it comes with the invitation 
for other humans on this planet to see, criticize, critique, break apart, admire the truest form of you. I mean, should I say that again? The highest form of vulnerability is exposing your magic and knowing. I I could say exposing or exploiting your magic and knowing that it comes with the invitation for other humans to see, to critique, to criticize, to discriminate, to acknowledge, to admire, to uh, be inspired, to be excited by you and they and you have to know that that is worth it you have to know that that is worth it and I talk to people all the time that say I just don't want to put myself out there the only reason you guys that we don't want to put ourselves out there is because we are so unwilling to give that love and acceptance and true yes energy full acceptance and love of ourselves to ourselves that we're, we're asking that from other people. And because we cannot see their reaction, likely on social media, we cannot see their reaction to what we put out. We are afraid to do it. That's it. So I think your magic is worth exploiting. I think your potential impact on this planet is worth exploiting. And what I'm, my, my company that I'm building which I'm still such in the baby stages of like, I'm, I'm still working on like the website, you know? I don't even know at this point, like how it's all gonna look. But that's what this, that's what that's about is taking your magic and saying, here's the megaphone. You got this, babe. Preach it, like say it, like be yourself because people want and need what you have to offer. And and you can give yourself that certainty and security inside of yourself. You don't have to ask for it from other people. You don't have to go out into the world interviewing. So I'm going to share with you 10 ways that you can get inspired if you're feeling in a little bit like where I was last year, where you're sorting through, maybe you're in the eye of the hurricane and you're sorting through the wind and all the debris flying around and grabbing things that matter to you and going, what am I supposed to do with all this when the storm's over? Um, If you're there, I just, uh, my storm is still like ending right now. (laughs) I really feel that. I feel like my storm is ending. And I think I feel that way because I'm, I don't have complete clarity of skies. My skies are not clear yet. What that means is the little logistical things of what I'm, you know, building, how that really actually looks in terms of I'm still searching for my last few puzzle pieces. Oh my gosh. Could I say any more metaphors? Um, (laughs) but here are 10 ways to get inspired. If you're feeling like, oh, I need some inspiration. I need to help. I need help finding like what lights me up. What is just intuitive to me? What is instinctual to me? I want to find my magic. Here are 10 ways. Number one, step outside of your comfort zone of your daily agenda of your daily routine and just try something new, something that's totally new to you. And maybe you go on Facebook and you look at experiences that are happening around you, or you just do something wild. You watch somebody ride a bike down the street and you're like, you know what? I'm going to go on a bike ride. Like step outside of your comfort zone and try something new. And, um, that's the first way. Number two, surround yourself with creative people who engage in creative and expansion discuss discussions, expansion minded discussions. 
the people that you surround yourself with, this is like, if you don't know where they exist, tie this in with number one, go to new communities, go check out new communities, whether that's book clubs or churches or chapels or like find, there are those people happening. Those those conversations are happening. And if you don't feel comfortable participating in them yet, just listen to them on YouTube. Find people who are talking about things that are different and you will, you're, you will get, you will find words that stick out to you. Okay. Number three, take a break and spend time in nature. Nature is so intelligent. That for me through the fall was, (coughs) sorry, that threw me, that for me through the fall was such a huge teacher, like sitting up in the deer stand and just watching the deer, watching the birds, watching the squirrels, watching how the trees swayed when it, when the wind blew, blew, watching how the little, you know, little grasses would just like poke up out of the ground and just watching how much magic was around me. Mother nature is such a vibe. (laughs) So do that. Number four, listen to music or watch a movie that inspires you. I like to stick with documentaries when I'm looking for inspiration because there's so many documentaries out there, whether it has to do with nature or last night, I started watching this documentary called Where's My Pepsi, Where's My Jet? And it's like, I, my Netflix was kind of like messing up a little bit. So I didn't, couldn't see the whole screen. It was weird. I don't know what was happening. I'm going to have to figure this out because I'm very interested in this documentary. But essentially this guy who saw a commercial long time ago where Pepsi promised that if someone got 7 million Pepsi points, they could get, he could earn a, a jet. And apparently the commercial was a joke, but there was no fine print. And so this guy set out to actually do it. And I'm still in the beginning of it. So I don't know what happens, but I just, that's inspiring. (laughs) It's so inspiring for people who just decide to go for something. Uh, Okay. Number five, read books or articles about topics that inspire you. I like to just go through the library and grab five books that the cover speaks to me or the title or in the sections that inspire me and just read the first chapter of all five and see what lands for me and where I want to, where I want to invest my time. I typically find that I want to read more than just one. Um, Somehow I end up making it through about a book every two weeks. So I don't end up reading all five before they're due back at the library. So I need to figure out how to like auto renew my books, but, um, or not auto renew, but you know what I mean? Like re check them out. Um, (laughs) that's me problem, not you problem. What I'm trying to say is read books, go to the library. You don't have to spend a bunch of money to do that. Number six, um, keep a journal to jot down ideas and thoughts and ask yourself intelligent questions that will, you can go, you can ask yourself a question and then go out into the world and your brain will still be working on finding the answer. Don't even think, okay, I got to answer this question. Like ask yourself a question like, what makes me unique that is no one else on the planet has that? (laughs) And then just leave that question there and go out into the world and you're going to start getting clues and you're going to start getting answers. Like 
the ability for humans to ask questions is what separates us from AI. AI can't ask intelligent questions. They don't know what questions to ask. They, it doesn't know what questions to ask. You are unique in that way as a human. Your brain will come up with an answer. It's like a computer. All right. Number seven, attend events or conferences related to your interests. The more you can get out of your home, out of your life, out of your typical routine and into other experiences, the better. Number eight, experience, um, I'm sorry, experiment with different techniques of things that you already do. If you do things the same way every time, you can just switch it up by doing things differently. Try writing your name with your left hand. Try um, chopping chicken in a different way. I don't know. Like you can literally do just about anything in a different way. And sometimes that can just be activating parts of our brain that is a little bit different and it helps mix things up. Number nine, collaborate with other people to spark new ideas. If you have a project that you're working on or a campaign that you're working on and you want to get another idea, talk to other people and that will inspire you on a deeper level than even just what you're working on. Number 10, reflect on your experiences and find inspiration in your own life experiences. Journaling is great a great way to do that. So uh, I hope that's helpful, you guys. I, I hope the 10 ways to get inspired. And then just overall, I hope that my, uh, I guess my courage to push the reset button on my own life is somehow inspiring for you to do the same. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. And... Uh, I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Bethany Shipley show. I hope you feel more inspired. I hope you feel more excited, more clear on what your magic is because you are made of magic. And so all you have to do to make the magic happen is put yourself out there. So get on out there and do your best. Now you hear? (laughs) 